Are you obsessed with Los Angeles? Head over heels in love with the City of Angels? Well, this is the podcast for you. At Lifehacks LA, we hack the best in arts, eats, and activities in Los Angeles. So join us and become an LA hacker. Hey, what's up, LA Hackers? Super excited for this episode because today we're talking to a friend of mine. Her name is Bryn, and we actually met through in-person meetups as she's a member of the LA Hackers Club. And we've also hung out a few times at media events because she has a pretty large following on Instagram where she also shares about events happening in Los Angeles. Now, I've met a lot of cool people through the LA Hackers Club, some of who I now consider my friends, but Bryn is really one of my favorite people to hang out with and explore LA. She's super positive, she's super supportive, and she is also the very definition of an LA hacker. I mean, she stays busy exploring the best of Los Angeles. It seems like she's at every cool event going on in our city, and in between, still has time to show us, show us the best restaurants and bars and her many adventures at Disneyland. So in this episode, we're gonna talk about her many interests, including her career, in healthcare, her own personal health and fitness journey. She's also going to talk about being a vegan, a yoga and pop Pilates enthusiast here in Los Angeles, her passion for exploring LA, her tips on connecting with people you meet on social media in real life, her tips on Disneyland, some of her favorite road trips, and so much more. I hope you enjoy this interview with my friend Bryn, and when we come back, I'll share my own special hack for you in this episode. All right, talk to you again soon. What's up, LA Hackers? Please welcome our guest today and my friend, Bryn. What's going on, Bryn? Hi, Stefan. Hi, Life Hackers. So great to be here. I'm good. How about you? I'm doing fantastic. It's great to have you on to the audience. Bryn is a friend of mine that I've met through the LA Hackers Club. She loves to explore Los Angeles just like I do. And that's what we're going to talk about today, exploring LA. We're going to talk about you being a vegan in LA and your influencer Mm -hmm. lifestyle. But before we get into all that, my friend, I want to ask you a little bit more about yourself. So where are you from originally and how did you come to L.A.? So I was born in L.A., but and I lived in Simi Valley, though, but it's so not technically L.A., but I moved to the Philippines to finish high school. And then I went to pharmacy and medical school in the Philippines. So basically lived half of my life in the Philippines. And then the other half year in LA, and I moved back here from the Philippines five years ago. Oh, wow. And it's been so great. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, well, I'm so glad I'm interviewing you because I've known you for a while and I didn't know the details of all that. So I'm going to learn a little bit more about you, just like the audiences. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> so you moved back to LA. Obviously, this is your home again. On a high level, what yeah. are some of the things that you really appreciate about Los Angeles and that make it a special place for you? So I definitely appreciate it more now because now when I moved back, I was an actual, like an actual adult. So now I get to explore it more and realize that there's so much more to it. And um, it's very special to me because I moved back here because my family's here. So that's the reason why it's so special because my family's here. I do love the weather here. Nothing beats it. It's great that here in California, we can see the mountains, the ocean and the desert and even snow. So I think that's so awesome. Uh, because in the Philippines, it always either rains or it's really, really hot. So it was nice to come here and experience all the different types of like seasons. Yeah, I just love how LA is so diverse with so many cultures. I've learned so much about different cultures after moving here. 
and I can also still feel at home here because there's so much Filipino stores and areas here to do. Like in Panorama City, they have Jollibee, Goldilocks, and Red Ribbon, and those are really popular in the Philippines. So it kind of still have like a bit of Philippines home year too in LA. Yeah, that's a great point. I actually grew up with a lot of Filipino friends and um, Los Angeles has some amazing Filipino food. I got addicted to you guys as Filipino breakfast. Um, I had these friends, I used to go over to their house in the morning before school and you know, mm-hmm. they had they had like the ham or the spam and the eggs and the rice and man, I used to tear that up. And you know, um, LA has a lot of good Filipino culture and Filipino restaurants. Yes. Yeah. That's why I love it here. So I still feel at home here. Yeah. I've actually read that Los Angeles has this, it's either the first or the second largest population of Filipinos in America. Oh my gosh. That's great. Yeah. And now they have a Filipino town. Oh yeah. Filipino town. Yeah. And they usually have like, like right now, this month is Filipino American history month. So there's like a lot of markets happening and stuff like that for Filipinos. But everyone can enjoy it, of course. (laughs) Oh, see, I didn't even know it was uh, a Filipino month. So now I got an excuse for my adobo, my my nook, my pancit. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm so glad you know so much. (laughs) Yeah, I know a lot about the food. (laughs) All right. So let's talk about your social media account, because that's kind of how we connected, followed each other on Instagram, finally got to meet in person. But our audience would like to know more about it. Um, First question, tell us why and how it started. So I just started it just for fun. It was just a way for me to document my fitness journey at first. So I was pretty much just posting about workouts, um, like about Pilates, yoga, and weightlifting. And I also shared a lot about hikes because when I moved to LA, I realized like how much hiking trails there were here. Like you can never run out of hiking trails and they're all so beautiful and you get a workout in and you don't realize it because it's it's just a way for me to document my fitness journey and it was a way to also like hold myself accountable because I got to meet like like like-minded people because once you start posting about something you kind of like find the same kind of people posting similar stuff so we kind of like I took it Instagram and my social media accounts as a way to inspire me and others um, especially to be healthy yeah, so like back in the day, I would do more of like fitness content. I would do yoga and Pilates challenges where we would like post different poses per day and just like support everyone and everything. And now it kind of transitioned more to lifestyle. And I realized like after like living here, I got to experience so much more of LA. And then I started posting more about fun things to do in LA and stuff. And that became more of my passion with my social media account. Yeah. And I love your account. I mean, I follow a lot of the, to your point, I follow a lot of my accounts about things to do in LA. And I follow a lot of the accounts who are posting about the same thing. And you post so many amazing like activities and adventures in Los Angeles and SoCal. You're at Disneyland like every other day. So I'm jealous. But (laughs) um, yeah, I really love your account. And, you know, you're up to 36,000 followers plus on Instagram now. So you got a huge following. I mean, you said that you started it for fun and it started out as fitness and then you slowly transitioned into like an activities and things to do in Los Angeles. But how did you grow to 36,000 followers? Did you ever imagine that would happen? And 
How do no. you get invited to all these cool LA events? Because everyone I go to, I see you at, and then plus I see all the ones you're posting that I didn't get invited to. So how did you go to 36,000 and how did, and how is it that you go to all these like incredible LA uh, premieres and events? I guess it was a fitness account for five years before transitioning to lifestyle. And I think it grew because I, when I shared my fitness journey, I lost 50 pounds and mm. I did have a healthcare back in 2015 where I almost died and I kind of shared how I was in the hospital for two weeks and I had diabetes and all of these health issues and then I just kept sharing that and eventually over a long time and I overcame all of it I was able to reverse my diabetes secondary to pancreatitis and then you know I was focused on just becoming healthier and I was told by people who followed me that they Love my account because it inspired them on their fitness journey. Well, so that's, that's amazing. I, I had no idea because I've only known like the fit, <laughs> healthy brand who's, you know, so I had no idea that, that any yeah. of that even happened. Wow, that's amazing. So that's why your account has such a focus on fitness because of your own um, experience and, and scare, like you said. Yes, it was definitely a journey. But after a while, you know, like I do love fitness still, but my passion has changed. I'm, I still love doing it, and but I do like to post about other things because I feel like I'm more than that too. Like, especially when I turned vegan in 2017. So I also started talking more about veganism, and then, you know, just as time goes by, found more love and just like sharing things about LA, and that's how it became more of like a lifestyle influencer. <laughs> an account. Yeah. I mean, if you're listening to this podcast and of course you love LA activities and Bryn has plenty. So, I mean, you are all over the place and I love following your account for like ideas and things to do. Um, and, you know, speaking of that, we basically met in person, uh, you know, quite a few times through the LA hackers club, um, meetups yeah. and, and also media events. So what has your experience been meeting and hanging out with new people you met on Instagram or social media who, who are interested in a lot of the same things that you are? And I'm not just talking about the LA Hackers Club because, I, you know, I see you've made a lot of friends oh, okay. through through Instagram and social media. So what, what has that experience been like, like meeting people who have the same passions as you? Yeah, well, I did want to give you credit, too, because, you know, I do find about, out about so many cool events because of you after, like, joining the Life Hacker Group and your weekly messages on fun things to do every weekend. It's like been so helpful. Yeah. And like, other than that, I found out that like, if you like, you know, you attract what you put out there. And I realized like Instagram has become such a friendly place for me, especially when I moved here from Philippines, it was so it became like a new place to me and I didn't have that many friends. So I kind of like became more social on Instagram. And then I realized like now people that I met on Instagram, like, Five years ago when I started posting are now like one of like my closest friends now. So Instagram can be anything you want it to be. And, you know, don't be scared to like reach out to people who are similar to you and the contacts that you post because you know i feel like when you're on instagram we're here to all like support each other yeah definitely true and like you mentioned it earlier but like when you meet people who have the same passion as you like everyone i've met through the group we're all interested in exploring los angeles and southern yeah. california and having adventures so no matter if we don't have anything else in common besides that we automatically bond everyone is like super cool and we're all like yeah. just like exploring these things together and it makes it so much more fun. Yeah, that's so true. I met so many people through the um, 
LA life hackers group that are just, just like me. <laughs> and it's great. Yeah. Because sometimes your friends who aren't into that sort of stuff, you know, you go out and, you know, you want to start at nine o'clock in the morning and then go to like four different events in one day. Don't get home till 11. <laughs> People think you're crazy, but our group is like, okay, <laughs> that's so it. true. You know? <laughs> that's awesome. I feel like it's normal in our group. So that's great. Yeah. And like everyone's more open minded. Like they're always like, Yes, let's go, let's go explore me. But like I remember in the past if I invite other people, they're just like, Oh, I don't have time for it. Are you sure it's gonna be fun? That's what I just like about the life hackers because everyone's just like oh, more open to experiencing all the fun things to do. And like exploring LA is a passion. Yeah, it's definitely like a fun group. And like I said, everyone is so cool. We just kind of immediately bond over that. So let, let's get back to your account, because one thing I find interesting okay. about you is like, you know, I initially followed you because of the LA Adventure stuff, but on your bio, and I don't, I don't think I've ever asked you this, you have Doctor yeah. of Medicine, Yogini, and Pop Pilates Instructor, <laughs> and you talked a little bit about it earlier, but I wanted yeah. to get some more information about that, some more background. So starting with Doctor of Medicine, can you share a bit about each of these and what it's like to practice them here in Los Angeles? Sure. So I am a Doctor of Medicine from the Philippines. I went to medical school in the Philippines, but it is a different licensure exam year. It's called the US Emily in the in America. And it's a three-step program of exams to be able to practice in USA. So while I'm not doing the influencer thing part, I'm also self-studying on my own for the exam so I can be able to practice here. So I'm not practicing yet. Okay. Yeah. I was wondering about that because I've asked you before. I'm like, how do you have so much time to do all these things? <laughs> because it'll be like a week. <laughs> yeah. In the that's what my family says. <laughs> yeah. That's... They're like, oh, make sure you enjoy now because it might be different when you have to start actually working as a doctor. Yeah. So let's talk about the other two because, you know, you talked about your okay. a little bit about your fitness journey. But what exactly is a yogini? And I think a pop Pilates instructor speaks for itself. But can you um, just talk a little bit about those two things? Okay, sure. Yeah. Yogini is actually um, just it's the female word for yogi. <laughs> so it's just the person who does yoga. Oh, okay. And, um, yeah, so that's how, um, I do yoga and I also do Pilates. So during my fitness journey to losing 50 pounds, I grew to love Pilates and that's what I used to post about a lot. And I just saw like, there was a, like a discount on the Pilates instructor program on Black Friday. And I felt like that was my sign to do it, to get certified. And I did like the online classes and everything during the pandemic. So I was able to get my certification, everything. I did it more because it was it's always been a passion of mine. I feel like you could you should always continue to learn about new things. And yeah, so it was great to get certified in that. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I've said, I, you know, I do a little bit of yoga, but I've seen some of your poses that you posted. I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> it's going to take me a <laughs> long time to get to that level. So yeah. that's really cool. I didn't oh, know that about you. That. Everyone can do yoga. <laughs> yeah, you just do it at your own level, right? Yeah, yeah. anyone needs to breathe. Because <laughs> there's also like, what I love about yoga is like, it's also like a mental aspect to it too it's um, not just you're also like training your mind and your physical body it's good for your body and mind like that's yoga is the reason why i started meditating too oh yeah meditation meditation's awesome i try to do a little bit every morning but i won't lie mm -hmm. meditation's always been like a huge challenge for me and that's why i want to stick with it you know yeah yeah it definitely takes practice you'll just notice like years later like wow i'm more i'm more calm and all that stuff like all the benefits will come in later but just keep at it so do you do like a daily routine when it comes to yoga and meditation yeah i do like to start off my day with meditation because i feel like 
it's nice to start the day like with quiet because I know that, you know, being as a content creator, I have to go on my phone all the time or right away to make sure I post and everything on time. But it's nice to just like at least take like five minutes of your, it doesn't matter when, actually, whenever you feel like you need it. But I do like to do it right when I wake up. So it's not like I can start my day with a calm mind. Yeah, that's so true. I, I do the same thing. I do like 10 minutes in the morning because I know that once I start and I start looking at my laptop, mm-hmm. start looking at my cell phone, that I'm not going to remember to take a step back and take a breath. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we've been talking about health a lot. And let's talk yeah. about um, veganism. So when did you become a vegan? I know it's something you're very passionate about. And what's it like being a vegan in Los Angeles compared to other cities or countries like the Philippines that you've been to? Yeah, yeah. like what you mentioned earlier, like all the food you mentioned earlier contains meat. So I was like, yeah, I had to step back from that for a while. But I became vegan in 2017. So that was two years after moving to L.A. And before moving to L.A., I have never heard about veganism. It's, as you know, it's not common in the Philippines as because a lot of our dishes contain meat and dairy. But I had, you know, when I got some friends here in LA, some of my close friends were vegan. So it opened my eyes to it. And I, you know, did my own research and, you know, watched a lot of documentaries about it, especially stuff about the food, beauty and fashion industry. When I realized how cruel those industries are to animals that use animal products, I didn't even need to think twice. Like I just, uh, it was not a slow process for me to become vegan. It's just how I knew how cool it was to animals. I just immediately turned vegan that day and I never looked back and it was the best decision I've ever made. I think it's good for the animals, my health and also the environment, but it was mainly for the animals. Yeah. And, you know, Los Angeles obviously is a very vegan friendly city. Would you find that to be true too? Yeah, I love LA because of that. Because I noticed like when I go traveling, like, for example, when I had to go to Sedona and we just drove there, I noticed the farther I was getting out of LA, like the vegan options were becoming more limited. (laughs) And I think (laughs) that was like, well, I can sense the difference. But LA is definitely one of the best places in the world to be vegan. And I think times are changing, though, because I was in the Philippines in August recently, and now I saw so many vegan-friendly places, like the Starbucks in the Philippines now has more vegan options than the Starbucks in USA. So I feel like it's becoming easier and easier. Yeah, because like I said, um, I grew up with a lot of Filipino friends, ate a lot of Filipino food, and that's like one of the last cultures I would expect to have vegan options because there's so much pork and, you know, like you were saying, like, so that does show the progress of it. And, you know, I'm not a vegan myself, but I have cut back on meat just for health reasons. But Mm -hmm. um, a lot of the vegan food, at least here in LA, is so good. Like I would eat that no matter what it was. You know what I mean? It's it's, just because a lot of the vegan chefs um, aren't afraid to experiment. You know, they'll they'll try Mm -hmm. all these different things. And some of the stuff that you have, you're just like, wow, this is so good. Yeah, it was crazy because when I went to Vegan Day last weekend, I realized like how much more meat alternatives there are now different types of like pastas and milk and all of these things like i'm like wow it's like progressed so much over time and now you can find vegan stuff everywhere yeah and the place you're going to find it to your point is like la and new york you know that's where you're going to find at least in the u.s is where you're going to find the best vegan stuff so la is the place to be if you are vegan or if you're trying to become a vegan because you'll always have options that's so true yes okay so let's talk about another thing that i know you're passionate about i wonder if you're going to guess what i'm going to say that is (laughs) disney 
because I know you're yes. a huge fan. Like you're always at Disneyland. I always see you posting about Disney. So can you tell us mm -hmm. a little bit about your passion for Disneyland? Why do you love it so much? How often do you go? And do you have any Disney tips for people who don't go as often as you? Yes. Well, I love it so much because it's basically, it is curated fun. So you can never have a bad day at Disneyland. It's a place where an adult can feel like a kid again. It's very nostalgic for me because all my Disney favorites are still there. Like they have all the rides that I used to ride as a little kid. Like it, it's so nice that it's so nostalgic, like Peter Pan rides and the teacups. I remember like just riding that as a kid. And it's great because like it's not only for kids, it's also for adults too. Mm -hmm. So that's what, um, that, that's what probably makes me going, uh, keep going back to Disneyland. And there's always something fun to do there and explore. I always try to make a goal that like every time I go to Disney, I try to do something new or different. And it's just never ending fun. And I have the SoCal resident magic key and the magic key is their annual pass holder now. And it's discounted if you live in Southern California. So I had to take advantage of that because I remember after the pandemic, I was like, I need to treat myself. And I was like, I'm going to treat myself to that. To the Disneyland magic key and it's like been my time to like you know take a break from everything and enjoy Disneyland it's become a kind of like you know therapy to go there because it's okay. just really fun and so Brent, yeah. Brent forgive forgive my ignorance but what is a magic key is okay. that like the is that the annual pass or what is that yeah that's the annual pass they, oh, they came okay. up with a new one and they call it magic key now mm. so it's just um so you can go anytime throughout the year with the magic key they have different levels of magic key but the SoCal resident one is like for weekdays only and i do prefer that because i know it can get busier on the weekend so i felt like it was a good deal <laughs> to take advantage of it oh so you can never go on the weekend yeah i can wow. you can like get there's different magic keys though if you want the weekend Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, the weekday is way better, but I just, I, yeah, I, I didn't realize that they had it like where you, you know, the different ones where you can only go on the weekday. Um, what, yeah. what you're saying is like, so I've talked to other people who have that and exactly mm -hmm. to your point, like when I go to Disneyland, I go like a couple times a year and I feel like I'm trying to get on everything. And so it kind of, that part of the experience isn't so great. Cause I almost feel like rushed, you know, and then yeah. Of course, there's the lines and all that. So I always think to myself, like you guys that go all the time, it's so awesome because you can just go to one thing. Like you can just go to yeah. one ride, one dinner, one show and not worry about it because you know you're going to come back again really soon. Yeah, that's true. And I just felt like because I feel like the I feel like the one price of like a ticket to just go for one day, it's like just paying twice that price for annual pass. So I feel like you're just getting a better deal. So I was like, might as well, and then just take advantage of it. Yeah. And also, um, yeah, one of my tips that I was going to say for people who are going there for the first time or just need more tips to go, I would, because you were complaining about, like, I think the lines, they have this new feature now called Genie Plus, and you can skip the lines. Like, it's like their lightning lane, so you can go faster if you want to, like, invest in that, because I always feel like it saves time, and they also now have a feature with it where it's called Disney Photo Pass, where people are around the parks, like professional photographers, and they take your photo with like iconic places within Disneyland. And it's included in that feature too. So you get all these free pictures and you don't need to worry about bringing your camera or anything because there's like a professional photographer everywhere. 
And it's such a great way to like capture the memories at Disneyland. Oh, those are some great tips. So Genie is sort of like the fast lane now? The yeah, fast it pass? is. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, fast pass. Yeah. yeah, since we only go a couple times a year, I go all out. I like I'll, I'll do the fast pass for all three of us. Um, you know, I even sometimes stay at the hotel because they have Disney Magic Hour where they let the hotel people go in an hour mm-hmm. earlier. Because I'm like, if we're only going to go a couple once or twice a year, then I don't want to be in line all day. So I spend the extra money. I I could probably yeah. save the money by doing the annual pass. Yeah, so true. And then you can also do the Genie Plus too. <laughs> so you yeah. like really get to experience the most out of it. Oh, so with your magic key, you can add stuff onto it. Like, let's say you go one day and you're like, okay, I want to go on a bunch of rides. Then you can just go ahead and add the uh, Genie Pass on there. Um, Yeah, you can add Genie Plus. And if you have a magic key, you can get the Genie Plus at a discounted price too. Oh, cool. So it's even even better. (laughs) All right. I'm going to have to do that. (laughs) I mean, even if you went like, I guess once a month, it'd probably be worth it, right? Yeah, I feel like once a month is worth it. I usually go once a month and I feel like, oh yeah, that's great. I got my, Come you know, on, Brand. You go more than once a month. Are you kidding me? <laughs> One time a month to make it worth it. <laughs> no, you go a lot more than once a but, month. Yeah. Give me a break. <laughs> yeah. You're probably right. <laughs> you got me. <laughs> I think Mel goes more than anyone I've ever seen though. Yes, that's so true. Yeah. There are more, there are people out there who go more than me. So <laughs> Okay. (laughs) All right. So let's get into another thing that uh, both you and I love, and that's weekend trips or staycation, uh, vacation getaways. Can you share three of your favorite places to visit within a two or three hour drive from LA and some of the reasons why you especially love those? I know it's hard to juice because there's so many. It was actually like I kept coming up with like five places. Okay. So the first one I do want to mention is not a drive, but you do. It is an hour drive to go to Long Beach. But I really, really enjoyed going to, going to Catalina Island. And it was crazy because it's still part of L.A. County. And it was just such a good, like, escape from the city to go there. And it was, like, my first time. And they had so many amazing activities. Like, I felt like I didn't need to go travel anywhere too far anymore because Catalina Island was such a great experience because we, we got to go in a submarine. We got to see bisons. Um, they have this amazing, like, beach club there. To, like grab drinks at the beach and they have like i think their zip lining experience there is like one of the best in the world yeah it's so cool yeah. it's like one of those places to your point where you feel like you're really really on a vacation and you're outside of la but you're only a couple hours you know yeah it's crazy it was still part of la county i just thought that was really cool <laughs> yeah love catalina mm-hmm. and then the second place would probably be san diego because you know it really isn't a far drive and it is less crowded than L.A., so everything's just a little bit easier, you know, with parking and going to, like, popular places there. They have a really great nightlife at Gaslamp, and they have museums. And I did, like, the potato chip hike there a few years ago, and it was a really, really cool experience to see this rock that looks so thin. And it was actually not that hard to climb, and it, but it, it looks amazing for photos. I always wondered about that. I've seen pictures of it, and it looks super scary. Did you, did you like, walk out onto the edge of the rock? Yeah, but, you know, it looks really scary because of how it fo- photographs, because it looks really thin. But when you're on it, it's actually very wide. It's just like if you take a photo at an angle, it has that very, very thin potato chip look. But it actually feels really safe, because I am actually really scared of heights. But for for that hike, it was not bad at all. I wasn't scared at all. So 
I do recommend, <laughs> even if you're scared of heights. Oh, cool. I'll have to check that one out. And yes, definitely San Diego is one of my favorite places to go. And you're right, it's a little more chill than LA, but have you noticed like they've been putting a lot of great restaurants and bars in San Diego? <gasps> yeah, they have so many speakeasies there. And a yeah, lot it's of amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. I was like, oh, I, I want to go there like every weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. Another cool thing about San Diego is everything is kind of close, like the waterfronts right there, the uh, gas lamp district, um, <laughs> all that stuff is, you know, you, you know, like in L.A., sometimes you have to, like you were saying, like Long Beach, oh, yeah. part of L.A. County, but sometimes you feel like you have to drive so far to get there or other parts of L.A., but San Diego, everything's so close together, you know? That's so true, yeah. That's what I like about it. Maybe because also we have L.A. traffic, so yeah, <laughs> things take to. longer. <laughs> okay, so those are two awesome ones. What's your third one? My third one would have to be solving oh. because I've never been to Europe, and I felt like I did when I was in Solvang. It was like a different world there. It was so cool. And, you know, on the way to Solvang, you can see Santa Barbara, which is so beautiful, too. And, yeah, it was just like you could just walk there for hours and get lost in all these really cute shops and, and like, Danish pastry shops and everything. It was just so cute. <laughs> yeah, those are, yeah, Solvang is amazing. You know, it's been a while. We used to try to go there, like, every fall. But it's been a couple mm -hmm. of years since oh, that we sounds went. So nice. so, man, yeah, it's incredible. Like you go to Solvang, it's at this small town feel, and then you really feel like you're in another country. Ugh, those mm -hmm. are three great, great choices, and I want to go to all three. Yeah, <laughs> same. <laughs> all right, Brent. So uh, thanks for those day trip recommendations. Now this is my last question for you, and this is a hard okay. one, especially for someone like you. Yes. <laughs> so much okay, I'm ready you want to do every day. But what would you mm -hmm. consider your dream day in L.A. to be from getting up to going to bed? What would happen and where would you go to make it the dream day in L.A. for you personally? This is a really hard question because there's so much things to do. Like, I can't tell anyone to go to L.A. for a day. Like, they have to stay, like, for a month. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I'm going to try my best. Um, so I would suggest, like, I would think do it waking up early to make the most of your day. I would go to a park. I would maybe take some time to do yoga at the park. I would recommend like Silver Lake Reservoir because they have this really nice area where um, it's a, where they have green grass. And then I noticed that like people are there doing like group workouts or doing their own thing or doing yoga. And they also have like this really cute dog park. So I would start my day there. And then for this dream day, I didn't consider like how far it is to travel. I just picked my favorite places. So I would just mention like also doing a hike because LA has so many beautiful hike trails. Like I remember, I think it was like last month we did the hike at Terranea and that was mm -hmm. so beautiful. Just like being able to hike among um, right across the coastline. And I liked how there was like an easy level and a difficult level. So if you wanted more of a harder workout, there was another trail for that or an easier one. And then for coffee, I would get some coffee because LA has so many good coffee spots. And one of my favorites is Coffee and Plants, LA in Pasadena. And it's completely vegan. And I tried their Uve Latte there and it was so good. <laughs> then I would definitely go to the beach and probably Santa Monica because it's so there's always something so fun happening there like there's so many performers on the pier and then you can also ride a ferris wheel and see an amazing view and then I would have lunch at one of my favorite vegan restaurants called Seabirds they used to be in Long Beach so I would drive all the way to Long Beach just to eat there but now they just opened a new one in Los Feliz 
So I've been going there more often now because it's nearer to me. And then I would try to go get some, see amazing art. And I would recommend if I had to choose one museum, it'd be the Getty. Because not only do they have like so much amazing art there is that um, you also get like a beautiful view of LA. And one of my other favorite views of downtown LA, and it's a fun way to see GTLA is going paddling with swan boats in Echo Park. I just thought that was such a good, gorgeous way to see the LA view, but still be in nature. And then for dinner, I would recommend going to Nick's on Beverly because they just started serving happy hour and it's so good. Like all the vegan food there is really good. And it's such a pretty restaurant and I like the ambiance. And then I would end my day at Disneyland because it's so nice to watch the fireworks at the Disneyland Castle. And they also have other shows there at night too, like World of Color and Fantasmic. And they're all at night. So it's like, so, and you can watch all of them. Like they have different show times. So you'll be able to watch all of them. And if I'm still not tired, I would end up going to a bar. I loved when Lifehackers, when we went all to Clifton's Bar. It was yeah. just an amazing experience because like every floor just felt like an adventure. And it was just so cool. Like I just thought that was one of the most unique, coolest bar you can go in LA. Yeah, so that would be my dream day. <laughs> that I mean, that sounds like an incredible day. I mean, you fit in so many LA things: art, food, coffee, paddling, hiking, the pier, cool bars, Disneyland. That's awesome, awesome <laughs> answer, Bryn. So, Bryn, it's been okay. so great talking to you. Like I said, we've known each other for a while, but I learned a lot about you. So, this is this is pretty awesome. Where's the best place for people to go who want to follow your adventures? I po mainly post on my Instagram, which is Brynny underscore MD. It's B-R-Y-N-N-Y underscore MD. And now I'm also posting on TikTok. And it's a similar name, Brynny MD without the underscore. So, yeah, you can follow me there if you'd like to know more about L.A. and fun things to do. Yeah, and guys, she keeps busy. So you will definitely get some great suggestions if you want to have some L.A. adventures yourself. Bryn, it's been so great having you on, my friend, and I hope to see you again soon in person. Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. It was. <laughs> Thank All you. Right. Bye, Bryn. Bye. Hey, welcome back, guys, and thanks again to my homie Bryn for coming on and not only sharing her adventures with us and the things she loves most about LA but also some personal things about what she's had to overcome. I didn't know most of that before this conversation, so I appreciate that she decided to share it with us here today. If you want to follow Bryn or learn more about her, the best place to go is to her Instagram at Brynny underscore MD. That's B-R-Y-N-N-Y underscore MD. You can also find her on TikTok at Brynny MD. So no underscore on TikTok, just B-R-Y-N-N-Y MD. Okay, let's get into my hack for this episode, and this is a quick one. I'm just going to suggest something to you that I just did this past weekend, and actually, sure enough, Bryn was there too. Of course, she never misses anything good. And this was the Stranger Things experience that just debuted here in Los Angeles this past week. It's a giant pop-up that's in Montbello, or Montebello. So I don't actually know much about this show. I've only seen a few episodes. But they invited us out and I decided, why not? Brought my family out there to go check it out. And I was just expecting a typical pop-up, you know, a huge place made to transport you to Hawkins and the world of Stranger Things. 
And they definitely had that. There was an 80s video store, an arcade, a bar, ice cream shop, stores, and lots of pick opportunities. And even though I don't know much about this, that show, I'm a big fan of 80s nostalgia, so I was totally loving this pop-up. But the coolest thing is, they actually had about a 45-minute totally interactive experience before you even get to the pop-up part. And that's the part that really blew us away. I mean, it was kind of like a Disneyland or Universal Studios ride. That's how good the production value and the immersiveness was. Totally, totally surprised us. Now, I don't want to give, give away anything about this part, but if you want to check out a really cool, unique experience, you definitely want to check out the Stranger Things experience. And a hundred times more so if you're a fan of the show. Like I said, there was no pictures allowed and I don't want to ruin the surprise, but trust me, that is one of the best immersive experiences that I've ever been to. So definitely worth checking out whether you're a fan of the show or if you're not, if you are a fan of the show, then you're definitely, definitely going to love it. It's November and they just kicked off, but I believe they will be there until spring of 2023. So I highly recommend you go check it out. Um, to find out more information, just Google Stranger Things Experiences experience Los Angeles and you can find out more about it. I think they also have an Instagram at uh, Stranger Things Experience. So anyway, guys, that's my uh, little tip for you. Go check out the Stranger Things Experience if you like pop-ups, if you like immersive experiences, and especially if you like that show. It really, really blew us away. I mean, um, my wife and son don't watch the show at all, and they absolutely loved it as well. So definitely go check that out. All right, guys, that's all I got for you this episode. I'll talk to you again soon. Take care.